welcome, especially we have a great phenomenal guest this evening. This is a returning guest. We did have her on last year in April with her book. Um, I want um, and forgive me if I'm butchering up the title. Um, I think it was Girls Talk and, and Book of Anthology. And she's back tonight. She has a new release. So what we're going to do at this time, something we started on last week, and I did get a lot of rave reviews, so we're going to continue it. Let's learn more about our guest, and then she will be joining us shortly. Our guest tonight, Yolanda Brathwaite, is a New York native and is the founder of Grown Girls New York City, Atlanta, and Young Grown Girls. She is an award-winning author of Sister Code and Girls Pep Talk of Grown Girls Anthology. Yolanda created Grown Girls so women can have a safe, judgment-free social outlet. She states, in the past, women have had issues with coming together without bringing the drama baggage with them, so they always felt like someone was judging them. The Grown Girls social outlet has been a huge success, and women are being more comfortable and accepting in a circle with other like-minded women. This led to Yolanda becoming a 2018 award-winning author of the book Sister Code, providing women with tips on how to dwell in peace with other adult women. With the success of that book, in 2021, she collaborated with some of the ladies in the organization and released the book Girls Pep Talk, a grown girls anthology. As Yolanda continues her vision, she then birthed young grown girls an extension of grown girls providing young women the opportunity to express themselves in a comfortable environment knowing that you don't have to be a mean girl to other teen girls. Fans, followers, and readers are awaiting the release of Yolanda's new fiction book, Tales of a Grown Girl. Sex, Drugs, and Freedom. Yolanda is definitely women's history and we are excited to celebrate her and have her as our guest tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, it is my indeed pleasure to bring our guest virtually tonight from the East Coast, and that is none other than Miss Yolanda Brathworth. Hello. Hello, hello. Good evening. <laughs> great to see you. Great to see you. Yes, yes. Can you see me good? Am I yes, here? The audience yes, can see me? Yes, everything's good. Yeah. And thank you again for um, agreeing to be my guest. And Congratulations on your upcoming book, which I was excited to learn today is actually the date where you could pre-release the book. We're definitely going to talk about um, the new book, as well as all of her books that she's written tonight. Um, for those who missed the show last year, Yolanda is a very um, dynamic female, and I don't use that word lightly. If you didn't hear her story on last year and what she's doing, she's really doing some great things, and you will learn that you can have the opportunity to be a part of her organization if you so decide to do so. And hello to everyone who's watching uh, tonight. I see people in the comments, those who've already tuned on due to sake of time, I won't do individual shots, but again, um, we're asking that you post your favorite song by LaShawn Pace in the comments. So keep them going. I see that some have already started. So Yolanda, my first question for you, I know people saw the video bio, but tell us in your own words, who is Yolanda Brathwaite? Oh, Yolanda Brathwaite is a wife, a mother, a child of God, a daughter of God, <laughs> truly, truly blessed by that, yeah. a fighter, survivor, um, 
someone just has strength and capacity, um, passion for other people's um, passion for life and just just full of energy and just full of love and just want to spread that. Awesome. Awesome. And um, so we know that you being an author came later on, but talk, let's talk about for um, those who, and it's been almost a year since we yes. did the show. So some people need it, may need a refresher, but you are the founder and CEO of Grown Girls, which has a chapter in New York as well as Atlanta. Let's talk yes. about starting uh, the organization Grown Girls and talk about how it started in New York and talk about how it branched off until the ATL. Yes. You know what? I'm so I'm proud of Grown Girls because um, it started just as a vision and it just blossomed into so much more. Um, I started it just simply because I just knew it had to be a safe place without all the hate of um, being portrayed over other women. Um, Cause I felt that I was getting that. And I just said, um, you know what, let's, let's have a, let's, if it's just a place, a community that women can get together, talk, <laughs> no judgment. Um, we leave it at the door, you know, and just be together and gather together and do things for the community. That's just would be marvelous. So, um, I started looking to, into it. I started doing the research and everything. One thing led to another. I had all kinds of certificates and paperwork and uh, members, and it just branched off. And um, people felt the energy, the vibe was good, the fit was good for them, and they um, received it and just came on in. Awesome, awesome. Um, so let's talk about, you mentioned something key. You talked about um, being a part of an organization where you're not feeling judged or you know, another woman hated on you. And these yes. are things that women deal with um, more than men. Men yes. do deal with some yes. of this, but women deal with them. And how was this different? Because I know, especially in New York, with it being such a larger place than Alabama, how was it different when starting this and setting yours apart? Because I'm sure that you had seen, you know, several women's organizations, several women's ministry, so to speak, several right. women's outreach, but what work did you put in to really set yourself apart to make it stand out where other women would want to be a part? Okay. First of all, when I did start, it was, um, it was a lot of members, Okay, you know, and then I realized, um, it's quantity over quality. I mean, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I don't want that. I don't want the, um, yeah. the a whole bunch of people. I want the quality of a good organization that women are going to be a part of and women are um, attached to and, and just feed into it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because um, so it did start off large in membership and it dwindled down because then that was because I weeded out the ones that really wasn't there for the, the vision or the purpose, mm -hmm. you know, so it can be hard. It wasn't, it wasn't an easy road. Um, you learn as you go, you know, cause it's nothing um, that I did before. This was all new, but I knew what I wanted. Yes. And so from that point, I knew I didn't want that person because that was the negative energy coming in. I want um, people that want to feed in, not take. So you have to just be aware and uh, know that everybody is not going to be a good fit. And that's fine. 
It's fine. It's not a problem. We're not going to argue. It's just not where um, you where I want you to be here. And you don't want to be here because the energy is not great. Right. And let's talk about the importance of organization like these, because I do have some men watching and men that will watch with the replay. And most guys, I'm sure all of my fellows that are watching, you know, sometimes we can be okay with two to five guys, but sometimes women need more than that. So let's talk about the importance of women, you know, really being a part of organizations such as yours. Yeah, you know, um, that's funny. We do. (laughs) But as I see now, um, that's kind of changing. That's kind of changing. Women are are more confident to stand on their own. It's not like so much of a pack how we used to be. And that's just because everybody is, um, you know, finding their way and um, just building their confidence and, um, uh, you know, knowing who they are. And who they want to become, you gotcha. know, and and so uh, uh, we're not too much running in packs anymore. But we know how, because even from when I wrote the book, which uh, the first book, which was Sister Code, I see a change since then. Okay, you know what I mean? Because uh, the book itself was just uh, uh, like a uh, a guide. Gotcha. Okay, to how we should um, act or come together as one. And I'm seeing that things have changed and more and more women are coming together. Gotcha. So I'm not trying to knock the women, but we are getting better. (laughs) And I love it. I love it. You know what I mean? Because, um, you know, we need that. We need that. You know, so um, coming together and just giving the same energy, looking out for one another. That's a good thing. Gotcha. And then you hit on it earlier, but I really want you to go more in depth because when we talked last year during the free talk, I told you then this was very interesting to me because here you are all the way in New York, but you opened a chapter in Atlanta. Let's kind of talk about that because that's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of miles away from where you are in New York. Yes, we don't do as much as we do um in New York as we do in Atlanta. Okay. We, some of the members are from Atlanta and that's how things started. Uh, I had one young lady, um, Yolanda, it was her name as well. And <laughs> she lived in um, uh, uh, Atlanta and that and that kicked it off from there. And so uh, we do have members and they um, help out and we did have the event down there. And um, I had a book signing down there as well. But um, we mainly, and I don't want to say focus on New York, but since the majority of the people are here in New York, we do more, uh, we're more active up in New York than we are Atlanta. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And then let's, let's talk about young grown girls, which you um, got up and started after grown girls was a success. Yeah. And let's talk about how young grown girls came to be. Because, um, you know, you have to start off young. Because that's what happened to me, and that's what um, had me to write the book that's coming out in a couple of weeks. When you're young, that's the time that you're shaped and you're mold. Okay. And if you don't get the right guidance, it can lead to disaster. 
Gotcha. You know, if you don't have the support, if you don't have the person you could go to and talk to another adult, uh, you may not feel comfortable with your mom at the time, you know, the teacher, anyone you can talk to and have like guidance or even mentor um, is excellent for young kids, uh, young women, because uh, they need that. They need that. So uh, we st started to think about ex um, doing an extension, and that was young grown girls. So we do activities and um, vision boards, um, events, and um, all kinds of learning events that we can think of that will fit the age group that we uh, currently have. Because a lot of adults don't realize, and I'll say adults because we do, like I stated, have men that watch the show. We really don't realize how important it is to be a positive role model, especially mm -hmm. women being a positive role model in a young woman's life and men being a positive role model in a younger male's life. You know, the end hope should be that you could do or plant a positive seed in their life that can possibly keep them on the right path and keep them from being, you know, gone down the wrong path. You know, we know that's not always the case because every individual has their own choices that they're going to make. Mm -hmm. You know, we all have the choice to do right. We all have the choice to do wrong, but that's what our hope and our mindset. So it's very important that we have those mentors. And the next question, I was going to come back until we talked about the books, but let's get it now. So tonight's um, show, I gave it the topic, be real about it. Mm -hmm. I want you to really open up about the importance of being real and transparent. And then why is that so important? Oh, that is, that is extremely important to me because how are you going to be able to be a, a, a leader or a mentor or, you know, um, you know, just having an, a, a huge impact or you want to say influence over other people and you're not even transparent about yourself. You and the whole fog about yourself. You don't even admit to everything that you do or what you don't do. I'm not saying you have to tell all your business, but be open, be real, like he's got, you know? Right. And um, I think that's important. And some people may say I'm too real because I tell too much, but it doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me one bit because if I don't be real, you, you don't mean you, you're going to like me even anymore, you know? And if I be real, hey, you may not even like me. So let me be who I am and which mm -hmm. is the realest I, uh, version of myself. Mm -hmm. And it's very important that we're real and transparent with today's generation because this generation, a lot of them, if they see where you're not being real, mm -hmm. this generation, they will call you out in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. You know, it's something when we were coming up, we may discuss that behind closed doors with our peers, but not this generation. No, they will tell you in a heartbeat. So, yes, you do have to make sure, like you yeah. said, you don't tell everything, but you tell enough. And then I feel like when you're transparent and when you people hear your testimony and where you come from, you could you that could be a life that you're saving. Yes. You know, I don't think we yes. think about that enough. Yes. Yes. And I always say that because um, even like. Um, even in my um, in my experience, uh, people have even inboxed me or said different things like, uh, 
Thank you, Yolanda. You have helped me. Thank you for keeping it real. Thank you for being honest and sharing your journey. Because like when I had my kidney transplant um, and I was going through dialysis and stuff, I, I did the whole journey on on um instagram and um facebook i just you know broadcast it live i mean uh what you know what is it it's a, it's a problem that a situation that i'm going through at the time i'm not the first i'm not the last uh this is what's happening in my life right now and then but you better hear the story the straight story from me than somebody else yeah. <laughs> they don't even have the story the facts <laughs> absolutely now let's talk about your books. And before we continue, I do want to tell anyone, I purposely didn't put this out in the advertisement, but if you're watching tonight, um, Yolanda is going to give away some of her books tonight, which uh, will include the latest book as well as the two other books that she's reading. So if you're watching tonight, don't leave. You're going to miss your blessing. Um, this is something that she's agreed to do to be a blessing to my viewers on my podcast. Now, let me say this. If you receive a free book i still want you to spread the word about her latest release that's coming out and take the time to go on and pre-order today is the date that you can pre-order it opens today so we'll definitely get that information from her before we leave i just believe if we all work together as we've had authors on before we could help her reach her goals of what she's wanting to be to make this book a bestseller as well so let's talk about your first book, Sister Code. I know you talked about that briefly. Mm -hmm. um, let's talk about that. That was your first. Tell readers what, is, what it was about and the inspiration yeah, behind it. It was like a guide to okay. um, for women to just read and just know that it's okay um, not to be so-called a mean girl, mean woman. Uh, we can agree to disagree and be all right. Um Everything doesn't have to be an argument. You know, you don't have to judge, prejudge anyone before you even know them. So that that was uh, Sister Code. It was uh, great. And that's the one that um, I had become um, award-winning author. So you said something that's probably got some people watching tonight upset. Prejudging before you get to know a person. Right. You have to really go in-depth in that because we don't talk about it but that can really be a dangerous thing oh i know women can do that all the time i don't want to and I, I don't want anybody to get it wrong i'm not in here bashing women i'm a woman myself but i i'm only talking from my experience Absolutely. uh everybody else may have different experience or um or share the same experience i have but um yeah, prejudge. You know, you can walk into somewhere. They, you got somebody looking you up and down. I mean, I don't even know you, and you know, uh, we sit down at a table together. One looking, and the other woman might not. You know, who is she? You know, instead of just like being like, "Hi, how are you?" Mm -hmm. Again, since I wrote that book, I have seen a drastic change, and I'm not saying my book did it. I'm just mm -hmm. saying things have evolved since that book. Gotcha. <laughs> all right and then let's go to your next book um which we featured the last time you were on grown girls and anthology yes that was um a collaboration with some of the women that was uh, members of grown girls and we just got together and just made um a grown girl anthology of quotations so basically that was their favorite quotes and my favorite quotes 
and some um, other quotes all put together and shared in one book. Uh, it's just something that you, um, someone can just pick up if they're having a situation and just maybe that quote is just for them for that day or fits their situation they're in. And it could put some kind of relief on them, like, okay, you can get through this girl, you got this girl, um, whatever, you know, this is just a moment that's happening, this doesn't define your whole life, you know, so uh, that was really great, that was really great. And we talked about this the last time we had you on, let's talk about again the importance of having these daily affirmations and daily quotes. Um, Oh, yeah. For us, because, and you know, if you're not into this, that's okay, but for those who are, it can really help you set the course for your day Yes, with prayer and meditation. So let's talk about how things like this, they can actually be an added value to your day. Yes, they can. Uh, for instance, I, I go to sleep with meditation music on. I wake up with meditation on. I give myself time in the morning to just read a scripture, a quote, anything. It doesn't have to be necessary, have to be uh, the Bible. It could just be uh, something that's going to motivate me for the day, keep me, keep my confidence and strength up, you know? So um, I do that before I even get up and brush my teeth or anything. You know, I just take time for myself, not just immediately jump out the bed and start running and gunning. Cause I seemed like I, I used to do that and I actually seemed like I was a mess. <laughs> you know, I want to say that like uh, my day was full of chaos and um, confusion, you know, wasn't organized, you know? So uh, I find it more um, soothing and relaxing when I do that. Mm-hmm. I got my husband doing it now too. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So, man, you hear that? There's nothing wrong with men um, doing those affirmations, finding you daily quotes, and along with prayer and meditation, it really does set the course. And I like you. I can tell it's just as good when I haven't done it. It seems like the day, even if it's not bad, it's just okay. But it could be a little better. So, I encourage everyone watching yeah. tonight. That is something I encourage you to put in your daily habits if you aren't doing that already. Now, let's talk about your latest um, book. This was something I was so proud. So you actually wrote a fiction book. Yes. It's kind of different from your um, first two books. So let's kind of talk about the drive to go a different direction with your writing. This you know what I said before I even started uh, writing, I was, I always really wanted to do this first book, Okay. you know, but the first two books came, I guess God led me to that first. And then he circled me back to this because it always was on my mind. You can't talk about healing and giving people words or advice. If you can't even talk about what got you in the situation in the first place, that's my opinion. So, um, I wanted to lay it on the table. This is something about, uh, the story is based on Michelle Bell. Um, everything in the, in the book is not about me. It's about, uh, situations I would, some of the stuff is, is situations I was in, situations I participated in and things that I seen. Gotcha. Um, the characters are three girls and, um, which was, uh, Michelle Bell's two best friends and basically how they grew up a little glimpse into their life of um, sex, drugs, and abuse, things that led them to spiral out of control and be in certain, um, certain situations 
and that they shouldn't have been in. <laughs> so I'm, I'm really, you know, I love both of the books that um, I have done, Sister Code and Girls Pep Talk. But this one I'm most proud of, and it was actually like um, a cleansing for me. Gotcha. I'm be honest. You know, when I finished it, I was just like, wow, like, you know, just totally off my back and stuff. You know, I, I put that that time and situation, uh, you know, put it in the back of me and everything. But it always kept flashing back and forth. So I said, you know what? I need to write these things down. I'm I, you know, I'm already healed, but I'd be completely healed if I get this out of my head, because with that information in my head, it's not. Is not having me to think clearer to go even higher to the next level of my healing process. Awesome. And what is it that you want readers to get out of this book? Um, I want them to see the way Michelle lived her life and then realize that she is a grown girl, but she wasn't always a grown girl. Okay, because that's how I lead. I kind of lead it off like that. Like, you know, the Michelle Bell you see now wasn't always a grown girl. And, you know, she had problems. She wasn't always um, head organizer of this. She wasn't always throwing out quotes. She wasn't always happily married. She It took um, um, certain situations in her life to know that you don't want to go back to that. You don't want to deal with that. Let's move forward. And let's get yourself together. Awesome. So you, um, along with that, there are three subject matters that we can expect to see in the book. Drugs, sex, and freedom. And for so long in our society, these were three subjects that were tabooed. You know, yes. we try to pretend that, you know, they weren't happening when right. a lot of us in our neighborhoods you knew there were certain areas where you dare not go either day or night because you knew that's when where the drug houses were or where the dope houses mm-hmm. were. You mm-hmm. knew not to go to those neighborhoods. Right. And even sex, when we talk about sex with our teenagers, you know, it's taboo, but it's happening. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about freedom, I think everybody has been at that point when they are in that place between teenager, preteen, and adult. You just want to be free, be able to do your own thing and do what you want to do. So I thank you for not shying away from these subject titles, because as we talked about earlier, they definitely can free someone. And like I said earlier, it can stop them from being um, going down the same, going down the wrong path. What was your motivation to really be transparent about these subject matters in the book? Because I know sometimes even if you've, dealt with these things sometimes it cannot be easy to write on them but yeah, what was right, we'll talk about them. Right. yeah and you know what that's the first thing i said on a live as well um i may lose uh, i may lose followers on my facebook you know because i will always put up quotes and everything that's the version they saw you right. know of me they just coming into the life now so all they know is yolanda here they don't know that yolanda seen this or did that you know what i mean so um, it may turn some of the followers away, but besides that, I mean, um, I'm not, I'm, I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? Because everyone has a past. Everyone has a past. You know what I mean? The, the, the good thing is that you came out a winner. You're not in that past anymore. 
Okay. So um, you're a survivor. You fought. You know, you didn't choose to stay in that position that you was in. You know, you you asked God to help you and you prayed for strength or whatever it is that you did. Um, but you got out of it. So you already a winner. So um, I I I wasn't nervous about it. Family members ask me all the time. <laughs> they still somebody asked me today as well. Like, why would you think should you should have did that? You should have did that. Or uh, who do you do? First of all, characters. Everyone that's in there has their names and places has been altered. So it's you know what I mean. No one can be saying, "Oh, is that me?" If you know it's you. You know, because then that's the truth. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, but other than that, um, no, no. I, you know, if, if I sell one book, I'm fine. You know that's what I mean? It, you know, it was it was great for me, you know, but I didn't. I mean, I got a lot of pre-sales. So, and that's even good. But I'm just saying the story itself, I am so hyped over this story because I actually... I lived it. Let me say that. I was gotcha. there. Gotcha. So I'm not saying something that I got out of a book or I researched or, you know, um, I found out how women can get there. No, I was there. I was there. It was the, it was the 90s, which was some good years as well. <laughs> and um, and I lived it and I was there. So I'm here to tell it. I'm not, you know, it's, you're going to like it or you're going to you're going to like it or you're going to love it. That's how I say it. you're going to like it or you're going to love it because uh, it's just that good to me. You know, I talk about everything. I talk about the death I've seen. I talk about um, the drug use. You know, I talk about situations with um, not being able to talk to my mother about situations, uh, abuse, uh, you know, and um, having a um, revolving revolving door of men and and coming in and out of uh my area where I lived, you know, not necessarily me, but, you know, with my mom, with, with my girlfriend's mother, you know, just seeing that I grew up in the projects, you know what I mean? I know, I know nobody that who, whoever grew up in the projects, they can't say they didn't see things like this. Absolutely. You cannot say that because then I would like to know what projects you lived in. Cause they weren't the real ones. <laughs> you know what I mean? It wasn't the real ones. You know, I even have a, um, on the website, which is www.tellsofagrowngirl.com. If you even go on that site, you see a video. I took that scene, that video is strictly from a true event that happened. I took that straight out of the book and just recreated it into a video. You know, so um, I have it on my social media um, platforms and everything. But yeah, you know, some people's gonna be like, oh, you know, like, oh, but and some people going to be like, thank you, Yolanda, you know, but um, the bottom line is, look, God put it in my head to write it. So if he told me to and put he wouldn't have gave me the idea to do it, you know, basically, that's what it is, you know, and this is something like I said, this book, I have pushed back in my mind so many times. This is so this is like five years in the making of me getting the strength to write. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I knew the story, but me to get the strength to put it on, put pen to paper and just say it and spill it out, it is what it is. You know what I mean? It is what it is. And the fact that you see me here now, award-winning author, three books in, or um, uh, leader of the grown girls, um, 
you know, anesthesiology tech, you know, I own a house, you know, I'm married 30 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm proud of the work. I'm proud of the work. I want people to go out and see and just get a glimpse. You know, you can, you can judge, you can say, but Hey, I bet, I bet in the back of their mind. Yeah. I remember that. Cause I take you all the way back. Cause it was in the nineties for me. So I take you back with the music, LL playing, the the, the Tootsie Bowls that was that we used to buy. It's, it's a 90 scene. It's a 90 scene. Big Daddy Kane. I reference to a lot of different things that was in my era. And um, that's why I'm most proud of because I was like, wow, I actually went back there. And it, it kind of felt good to go back there, you know, to remember those times and to know that you got out of there safely. Absolutely. It sounds like a good read, and I definitely can't wait to get my copy. And again, we'll put the website up at the end of the show as well as post it um, after the show for those who definitely want to complete your pre-orders today. Yes. You hit on something earlier. I really want you to expound on it. You talked about knowing who you are and knowing your self-worth. Um, in your own kind of words, and we, for those who watch the show in our Black History Month segment, this is something that... Um, with, topic that we talked about and I told y'all you probably would be hearing a, hearing it again. <laughs> had no idea we'd be going here tonight, but let's kind of talk about why that is so important. It is important, you know, and it took it even took me a while to even know myself. You know what I mean? Know what I like because in the early years I was living for everybody else, trying to make everyone else happy, you know, and, and that's just wear yourself out, period. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you that. You just get wore out doing that. And then at some point you have to know, look, I'm worth this. I don't want to do that. You know, uh, say no and let that be a, a complete sentence, you know, without feeling the guilt and everything about it. Don't. Uh, so you have to. Yeah, you have to know what you like. You have to know how far you can go on something and just know who you are. You know who you are inside, you know, um, because I said yes to a lot of things that I wish I would have said no to. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I just be like, oh my God, I didn't really want to do that. But people pleasing, that's not cool. You know, you wear yourself out, you get exhausted, and nobody wins but the person you pleasing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Stuff. We may have to have you on to talk about more about people pleasing because that's a whole show. Yeah, that's a whole other topic, right? So, yes. And yes. then you know, a lot of part we don't talk about in knowing yourself and knowing who you are is talking about those areas, those boundaries where you need to cut off, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm, establish mm-hmm, boundaries. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. And I lost, I lost a, a, a plenty of friends behind that. Well, right. I guess they really wasn't my friends. But once you set boundaries and just like, no, um, I can't let you get that. No, um we, you know, I can't do that for you again to, you know I me mean? and stuff like that. Yeah. You lose people because then, um, technically they wasn't really for you. It was just for what you can do for them, you know? So, um, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that because that's just God opening your eyes. Mm-hmm. That's all that is. That's just God showing you who, who's for you and who's not for you, you right. know? And so, one thing uh, I always say when you ask God to really to reveal, reveal, you have to be real. Yes. Because sometimes he will show you things. It may throw you for a leap 
Luke, yes. it may even drop you down to your knees. Mm-hmm. He may, will reveal he the one you cry. thought was it. The one you thought. The one you, that's my road dog. <laughs> they won't do that. Mm-hmm. Open your eyes. They doing that. <laughs> but you have to establish those boundaries and yes. that goes into the line with the court. We all love, we all have said it, protecting your peace. Mm-hmm. When you really get to the point I'm protecting my peace, it's just certain things you're not going to allow in your space. No. Any negative energy, any habits that aren't good for you. Yeah. And those habits can come cover a lot of areas because you set those boundaries and you made a wise decision and choice to say, hey, yeah. I love me better. And this is something it can seem like it's doing me good, but it's really doing me more harm than good. So. I have to cut it off. And again, as we mm-hmm. said, it's not always mm-hmm. easy to cut those ties. But when you know who you are, it becomes easier day by day. Yes, yes. And um, you know what? I, you know, um, so four years ago, I had a kidney transplant. I don't like to always bring it up, but it was a huge turning point in my life for more ways than you think so um some people be like oh you're bringing that up uh, you, you just don't know what it did for me you know what i mean the fact that okay i'm glad that i was um i got received the donor and i survived the kidney transplant i'm here four day, uh four years later still doing good still doing strong on on one medication every day I take that the rest of my life. But even when I go to the doctor, he even say, you're on, on one medication. You know, he, he actually claimed, think that I'm boring. <laughs> He's like, you have nothing. You have no diabetes. Your kidney is good now. Uh, you on one medication. Normal, normal, normally, he said, people be on four to ten pills a day. Wow. You know what I mean? So I know I'm highly blessed. I know that for a simple fact that I'm highly blessed. And then that was the focus of like, you know what? I'm going to change my mind, my mindset. I'm going to do what, not necessarily everything that's best for me, but that's going to keep me happy and sane and stress-free, a peace of mind. And that was just so important to have peace, you know? Ripping and running, and I always said that um, the kidney failure was God's way of uh, sitting me down. Wow, he would get your attention. Wow, and that's what he did with that. You know, I think he's like, you know what, I'm gonna have to hurt you a little bit, but you're mm-hmm. gonna be all right. Boom, here you go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Next thing I know, I uh, kidney failure, dialysis, and that the dialysis was only like three months. And then I got a kidney. Wow. So, you know what I mean? Like, okay, it was a blessing in many ways, many ways, you know? So um, I, I totally appreciate, not saying that I appreciate getting the, going through the whole thing. I mean, because it's hard to explain the way I feel, but mm-hmm. it was a big, huge turnaround. I just, my thought of, um, my thought during the day, though, at, at night is just totally different than what it was before the kidney, before I found out I had a kidney problem. You know, like I said, now I meditate. I list, go to sleep with meditation music. I'm reading scriptures every morning or some type of quote, something to get me by. The, the average thing that I was doing before that was uh, is totally different than what I'm doing now. 
and I just feel the whole comfort of peace over me. Absolutely. So, you know, me and the not caring part, you know what I'm saying? That gave me the confidence to be like, okay, um, we, we ain't gonna do that. All right. We're not gonna do that. Uh, let's work out something else. Oh, that failed. That's all right. God got something better, you know? Um, you know, whatever it is, I'm not so frantic about it now. I'm like totally in peace. It wasn't meant to be then because God got something higher. God got, um, some a bigger plan for me and yes. and that's why i think that's when this book was like you got to do this book now you know tales of a grown girl sex draws it for you got to tell your story god left you here for a reason he wasn't done yet he wasn't Absolutely. done at all with me you know yes. and i was at a young age when i got when i originally got the diagnosis of kidney failure i was at a young i'm, I'm only 50 now so wow. i had my transplant four years I was in kidney failure for almost 10. I was young. Wow. You know what I mean? So that's why I'm trying to say he's left me here for a reason. And I'm going to fulfill everything that I can envision that he puts in my head and without just trying to disappoint him. That's all I can do. You know, that's all I can. I'm not saying I'm better than nobody or anything like that. I just got a different, um, a different vision and a different, you know, eye-opening experience. Absolutely. We're almost done, but we have a few more moments. I want, I saved this question for one of the last. How did you get to a place where you can live a real life, where you can be real to others and it doesn't matter what they say or what they think? How do you get to that place? Again, you have to know who you are. You have mm -hmm. to be confident in yourself. You have to be aware of what you want, you know, and what you expect. Tell people, and I always say that too, tell people exactly what you expect beforehand so it won't be any problems. Mm -hmm. You know, I expect loyalty. I expect the truth from you and that. So if you, ex if I'm expecting that and I told you I'm expecting that, I'm expecting to get that. <laughs> you know I mean? And as you talked about that, I kind of want you to go here. To those people who are watching and they say, well, I think I'm there. I think I can do that. But I'm still a little fearful in that area. Would and that's okay. Right. But don't let it hold you back. Right. Each day you do, each day you get stronger. You know, you, each day you say, okay, not today. You don't have to say it in a rough way. No, no, this ain't happening. Or however, no, not today. And that you one step closer, just breaking free and just knowing and being setting the boundaries that you want and what you expect, you know, because yeah. ain't that like a peace of mind? I tell you, oh, absolutely, <laughs> it is definitely worth more than any anything. Money not having a peace of mind, I mean, like stress and high blood pressure kill us faster than anything, you know, especially women with mm -hmm. um, heart disease. You know, it's just black women that's the biggest thing heart disease. I didn't even realize they said that kills more than cancer, I didn't even mm -hmm. realize that. It does. We just don't hear about it like we hear about cancer. You know what I mean? I was just like, the numbers was just outrageous. You know? I was like, wow. All right. I'll so, go yeah. protecting your peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any, each day, and that's what we all trying to do anyway. Each day, we all just trying to be a better version of ourselves. Each day. Each day. We just trying to be a better version of ourselves. That's it. That's all you can strive for. Keep God first. 
work to be a better person each day. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. My last question. Um, there are several females on, and I'm sure this answer can hit some men as well, but we're saying this because it's Women's History Month. Um, you are a female author, and there may be some other female authors on. I do see one uh, shouting her out because she's on. Shout out to Miss Patricia uh, or Mason. She's a, uh author as well. And there may be some that will watch the replay. What would you say to any female watching now who's been battling with, I have the story in me. I just don't know if it's what I'm supposed to do. What would you say to that woman? That's so funny because I did a, a live a little earlier today and um, she was impressed with the books and everything. And she's like, I've been having a book out, trying to do a book for like two years. And I just haven't, you know, didn't know what direction to go in. I just, I'm just going to tell you what somebody else told me. And they said, just write. Just write whatever comes to your mind. Okay. And then that's when your um, editor, or even sometimes in some incidents, in in some um, cases, you can even have a ghostwriter. Okay. And, but who, um, who I rely on a lot is the editor. Okay. Simply because, She's the one that said, just write. Yolanda, I hear your story. I see what you want to say. Write it all down and we can put it into the form it's supposed to be in. And that's and that's what happened. Because that's that's how I started. I didn't know what I was doing either. Yeah, I, I I'm not no big time, you know, on the time list and all that other stuff. I didn't know. I had to learn. You know, and um, that's what she said. Just write. Just all you have to do is write. It's almost like a journal. You write and your journal can be a book. In some cases, your journal can be a book. Just do it. Yeah. And then um, my editor, she sat down to me and sat down with me and we just put it in sequence. You know, because at some point I was writing something that happened like with this latest book, um, Tales of a Grown Girl. I was writing things that happened in 91 and then I was writing things that happened in 94, you know, whatever came to me. But once I had everything out that I wanted to say, that's when we put it together. You know, well, the 91 happened here. So let's talk about this and then bring it down to the 94 and whatever it is, it's going to be. So yeah, it's, 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 it's in your mind that it's, it's, um, like it's harder. It's not that hard. More is, is selling the book is more harder than writing the book. <laughs> yes, that's more uh, difficult. Yeah. And we definitely thank you for that. So to all those women, you've heard her, you've heard it first from a woman who's now on her third book. Just do it. Just do it. And Miss yes. Patricia, she echoed that as well. So just yes. do it. And I always say this. A lot of times you think you're writing for you and it could be to for you, but a lot of times your story is meant to reach someone. Sometimes, sometimes you'll meet them. Sometimes you won't. So mm-hmm. you have, to, I always like to say this. A lot of times we have to get over ourselves. Yeah. We know yeah. we've been called to do it, but get over yourself and just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. That's well, so. technically in life, we're supposed to help each other. You know Absolutely. what I mean? <laughs> that's, that's the way it's supposed to be. But, you know, 
and it's not the case all the time. But yeah, that's what we actually put on life here to help one another build and level. But, you know, the world is what it is. But like you said, uh, your story is not always about you. And it's always about um, helping someone else that's out there, reaching someone else and letting them know that, uh, wow, this this person did it. Wow, I can come through this. I can get through this. Thank you. You know what I mean? And, you know, a lot of people carry that in their heart, you know, like, you know, I read this book, it changed my world, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah. And I do have Yolanda's uh, website on the screen to purchase her new book, as well as I pro- posted in the comments. So if you just want to go directly to the link, please go ahead and do that. And also after the show, someone texts me about purchasing your first two books. We'll go ahead and get that information Yes, those, well. the first two books are on Amazon, and they just have the Yolanda Brathway. Mm-hmm. They're okay. on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And so we did mention this earlier, but you actually had a member who lived in Alabama. How can people that are watching tonight, I know they're saying, that sounds like a good organization. Mm-hmm. I really like to network with her, but she's way in New York. But how could they actually be a part and still have the connection and the fellowship? Well, now um, people in Alabama, South Carolina, we we just we don't have that many members. So what we do, if somebody do wants to become a member, we do a lot of virtual stuff. Gotcha. Yeah, we do a lot of virtual stuff to um, engage with them so they won't feel left out. Just to know that we're here. We, you know, we, um, you could talk to us or whatever. We have a girls' night out on the Zoom, you know, <laughs> and just say what's going on, and you know, and just uh, have a good time, you know, gotcha. wine and chat. <laughs> Before we proceed to the entertainment section, um, and we're gonna close out with the book giveaway. So thank those who stayed on, but please don't go anywhere. That's how we're going to close the show. Um, how can people reach you if they want to book you for a speaking engagement? You are a speaker. Mm-hmm. They part of your organization, or if they just have questions for you, how can they reach out to you? Yeah, um, well, they can email me at growngirlsnyc at yahoo.com. That's the best way to get in contact with me. Or also, I do have my 1-800 number. You could text that and we could take it from there. Uh, my 1-800 number is 844-619-2034. Okay. And then um, text mess me and then um, we can take it from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 